So uh, we've been in this series called The Body of Christ, and it's, it's been a fantastic journey because we're, we're asking the question, what does that mean? Maybe you've heard that phrase before, uh, the body of Christ, but what does that actually mean? Well, uh, really simply stated, the body of Christ are all those people, all those people throughout the entire world who have lived, who are living, and who will live, who have decided to give their life to Jesus Christ, who have decided to follow him and make him the leader of their life. The Bible tells us that when we do that, that we are then saved, we are redeemed, Because of the sacrifice that Christ became for us on the cross, we are then children of the Almighty God. We're part of of God's family. And as such, we are all then part of the body of Christ. Paul goes on to great length about talking what the body of Christ is, and he he talks about it as Jesus is the head, and we, we all contribute, or we all rather can and should contribute to knowing Jesus and making him known in our community our region, and the entire world. And so we've been talking a little bit about that, specifically within the context of Stephen ministry. That's been kind of the instigator with all this, because Stephen ministry is a ministry of care. It is positioning people in the church to grow and to learn so that they can be the hands and feet of Jesus. They can serve others by caring for them in their time of need. So we've talked about what it means to give care as members of the body of Christ. So we've also talked about what it means to receive care, how it is that we need to be vulnerable. Um, But before we jump into today's message and then conclude in our time, I want to just quick highlight what we're going to begin tackling next Sunday. So next Sunday, February 7th, is the beginning of a new four-week series that we're calling 24-6. And 24-6, that whole series is, is based on, um, some of it's going to be based on a book called that, 24-6 by Matthew Sleeth. But to give you kind of a, a little synopsis here, we look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15. This is from the Old Testament. And this is what it says. It should be on the screen. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. This is being said to the Israelites, those that were freed from Egypt. And that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. And so, for the entire month of February, we're going to explore something that I'm sure you've heard of, but many of, of you probably haven't maybe considered or taken very seriously, and that is keeping a Sabbath. It's in the Bible for a very specific reason, and it's not just in the Old Testament. You know, Christ came to fulfill the law. So one of the the Ten Commandments that many of us know, if we can't recite all of them, we know that they exist. One of the Ten Commandments is that you shouldn't commit murder, but then Jesus fulfills that even further by saying that you shouldn't have hate in your heart. One of the Ten Commandments says that you shouldn't uh, have uh, commit adultery, but then uh, uh, Jesus fulfills the, uh, the law by saying that you shouldn't even lust after another person. Uh, but one of the commandments, the fourth one, and actually the longest one, curiously, is to keep the Sabbath. And there's a reason why it's in the Bible. And we have no problem. If I'm up here, standing up here, and I'm saying, hey, we should not, we should not lie, you would all agree with that. If I say we shouldn't, we shouldn't kill people, hopefully you would all agree with that. If I say you shouldn't commit adultery, you would all 
agree with that, but we have no problem, we have no problem breaking the fourth commandment, not keeping the Sabbath. And so we're going to look at that because I began a personal journey. I'm 44, I think that's, I think I'm 44, I'm 44 years old. And for 42 years of my life, I did not observe the Sabbath. A 24-hour period of time where I intentionally and purposely rested for, for the sake of my relationship with God. And I didn't do that. 42 years. But two, a year and a half ago, I began an intentional pursuit. And I'm going to talk more about this next week of keeping the Sabbath, of actually taking 24 hours where I rested and delighted in the Lord. And I love this description where I practiced for eternity. And then it wasn't until three months ago that my family and I actually started doing it together. So now we commit 24 hours where we turn all of our devices off and we we spend all that time just relaxing, resting, being silent, reading, laughing, eating. We do a lot of eating delighting in the Lord. This is going to be life-changing, and it's going to, it's going to be game-changing for many of you, and I believe for, for our church. It's going to be game-changing for your marriage, for your family, and for your, your life. And so to get you started with this, we're, um, I want to give you a couple of resources uh, to kind of get you ahead of the game before we start talking next next Sunday about this. So there are books for sale out in the comments. You can't miss it. It's on a table out there. It's called 24-6 by Matthew Sleeth. And we're selling this for a reduced rate of only $8. Really easy. So you just pick this up and you begin reading it. It's a really easy read. Fantastic book. He's a great author. Great stories, illustrations. So we're going to start diving into that. Now accompanying that, we have this discussion guide as well. Now this is free. It's just printed paper. And I want anybody to feel free to grab this especially, though, if you're in a small group. So if you're a small group leader or you're in an existing small group, you want to make sure that you grab this because I want to encourage all of us, all of us, regardless of whether you're in a small group or not, to go through this series together and go through this material. Now, the nice thing about this material, especially for you small groups, is uh, that there's options listed here where you can go through the material in one sitting, one meeting, or you can do two over the course of four weeks or four um, meeting weekly. So whatever works, it's really flexible for you and, and your, uh, your small group and your family if you decide to do it that way. So anyways, I'm excited about that. It's going to be great. Um, all right. So uh, here's a picture of North Haven Church. Now, uh, probably don't need help with a picture of the church because you're here. You know what it looks like. Um, but this is it. This is, this is a part of the church. But I love this picture. Amanda Moe. Um, our youth pastor's wife took this, and um, I've got a question for you. When you consider uh, our building and, and the fact that we're here and, and we're really smack dab in the, in, in the middle of this convergence between um, uh, commercial business and, and then residential homes and whatnot, it's a really great location. Would this community... If we no longer existed here, would it miss us? I'm not asking you to answer that question, maybe internally, but would it miss us? I think that that's an important question to ask. Are we, 
Are we shining the light of Jesus in such a way that if we no longer existed in this space and in this community, that it would be noticed? And the reason that that, that's an important question to ask is because approximately 3,800 churches close in the United States each year. That's incredible. 3,800 churches, and that's a conservative number. You look at a lot of statistics, Barna and whatnot, uh, they can go even as high as 6,000 churches. There are thousands of churches that close down each year here just in the United States. Does anyone miss them? Well, here's another image of what a church can be. If you look at um, this tree, you would, you would notice that that is the way a tree should look. I mean, if, I, if I'm going to ask a five-year-old to draw a tree for me, they're going to draw something where it's just lush with leaves, right? They're just going to draw all these, all these squiggly lines and whatnot, and it's just going to, it's going to be lush and beautiful and bountiful. That's an image of, of an ideal church. We look at the trunk, and we consider all the branches, and we see that as the foundation, all right? That's, that's a foundation that's been laid, and then all those leaves then on the tree are what, what signify, are what um, are, are evidentiary of the beauty of the tree. They are, they are telling you and I how beautiful and bountiful that tree is. It's revealing it's revealing the beauty and strength of the foundation. It's supposed to be lush like that. But here's another picture of, of, of what the church can look like. And when you look at, at a tree like this, it's immediately obvious. It's immediately obvious that this isn't the way that, that, the, that the tree's supposed to be. It's not supposed to look like that. Rather, it's supposed to be bountiful. You, you would want to have it um, uh, just full of, of leaves and, and, and life. The foundation is there, so the foundation isn't absent, but there are no leaves. There's no evidence that it's alive. So we're going to start from, from the beginning. We're going to look at that progression. Now, um, I have something here. I'm going to step out of the, the camera for just a second. I'm going to grab this. We had this made by Alyssa, our, our worship director, her father. And um, this is especially made for us here. So I'm going to put it on this easel. Now, this is a representation of our church. Now, hopefully you can see that. If not, you will eventually. And we're going to look at that Ephesians passage here in just a, just a minute. But as, as, as we talked about, there's a foundation there. We, we see the trunk and we see the branches and we notice the foundation. Well, that foundation is Jesus and he is our foundation, right? He is the foundation of our church. We are a part of the body of Christ that is worldwide, that is all those who have given their life to Jesus Christ, but then the body of Christ is, is, is um, now converged here specifically at North Haven Church, and Jesus Christ is the foundation of North Haven. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is our solid, secure, strong 
foundation. It's been set. And so you and I, the body of Christ, children of the Almighty God, we then add to that foundation. Check out this passage in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. But you are a chosen people. Now, this is in the New Testament. Much of uh, the verbiage that's associated to the chosen people are uh, limited to the, to the Israelites, especially in the Old Testament. But here, Peter, he's, he's taking a different tune. He's saying what Paul had been saying all throughout his letters, that, that now, because of Jesus Christ, if you have given your life to Jesus, if you decided to follow him and make him the leader of your life, the Bible tells you you're saved, and then the Bible also says that you are part of this chosen people, that we are now God's chosen people. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation, and I love this, we're God's special possession. And because of that, it says that you may declare the praises of him who calls you out of darkness, a darkness, darkness that you and I were destined to because of, of sin. And he calls us out of that darkness into his wonderful light, the light only available because of Jesus Christ. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. North Haven Church, each and every single one of us, we are called to cling to Jesus Christ. I have some, some paint up here on this table, and in and, um, and just a while I'm going to give more context as to why that's here. But just as, a, just as a leaf clings to that tree, we are also called to make our mark and to say, we're going to cling to that foundation as well. That we're going to prioritize our commitment and our relationship to Jesus Christ. As a leaf clings to the tree, all the while Christ clings to us, we are to live as evidence that the tree of Christ is full and alive. We are the evidence to the world. Evidence of the wonderful light that we now live in in that First Peter passage, declaring the praises of him who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. And why do we do this? What's the reason? Oh, again, in that First Peter passage, once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. As I mentioned before, Jesus, we belong to sin. The Bible tells us that we were slaves to sin. And when you're slave to anything, you, you are you are under the dominion. We were under the dominion of sin. And we were destined to an eternity outside of God's presence. But now, for those who believe in Jesus Christ, who have given their life to Jesus and decided to follow him, we belong to God. And for those who have yet to make that decision, you also 
you also can decide that, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he's the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead. And that if you believe, if you give your life to Jesus, that you will be saved and you will be a part of the body of Christ. You will be destined not to darkness, but to light. So North Haven Church, we are like, we are like this tree. This is us. See, Jesus provides the, the structure. He provides the support. He provides the strength. He should be the foundation that we cling to, like a leaf clings to the tree. And from Jesus, there are many ways, many ways in which we are all gifted. We are all individually gifted and called to live out that gifting. And we are prepared, equipped to be Jesus' light bearers. We are the leaves of his tree that need to beautifully show the world the glory of God. In John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. As a church, when we cling to Jesus, when we cling to him, he will cling to us. And together we are to, as it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, we are to all, all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, speaking the truth in love growing to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. So North Haven Church, we, we need to be a church that is faithfully pursuing unity, speaking truthfully, and building in love. Pursuing unity, speaking truthfully, and then building in love. And when we do this, when we make this our intention, when we make this our mission as a church, as a people, as children of the Almighty God, then we will be in Ephesians 4.16, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, growing and building itself up in love as each part does its work. That's a beautiful image. So now, now is your opportunity to, to make, make this mark yourself. I wanted to provide a tangible today, a tangible expression of our individual commitment to be a part of a collective whole, that is the church, that is North Haven Church, the body of Christ. You see, we have a mission we have a responsibility as a church to be light bearers to this community and to the world that's been given to you and I. And yes, we do receive many things from the church ourselves. We're encouraged, at least I hope you are. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're strengthened. I hope you grow in your maturity. I hope some semblance of what I say on Sunday mornings you know, resonates with you and helps you in that growth. I hope that you can be connected to a small group that pursues you and cares and supports you in your journey. And if you're not, we need to get you connected with one ASAP. 
I hope that you found ways in which you can, you can uh, serve and, and minister here or maybe be ministered to. All these things are necessary and, and wonderful. But as we've talked about what it means to be the church, the body of Christ, to, to intentionally give of ourselves, and being a part of the body of Christ also means receiving care and support and encouragement from others. I wanted to give you a tangible way of saying, yes, today, today I'm, 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 I'm going to make that, I'm going to renew that commitment. I'm either going to make that commitment myself or I'm going to renew that. I want to be a part of the body of Christ. I want to take the individual gifts and abilities and talents that God has equipped me with, and I want to add that to the mix so that the church is stronger, so that as a church, collectively together through unity, through love, we can reveal Jesus to this community and to the world. And so in just a moment, as the worship team uh, comes up to the stage and as they begin to, to, to play and then eventually lead us in worship, I'm going to invite you to come. And what you're going to do is you're going to do just what I did. You're going to take your thumb, and I have, I have probably about 100 different drops of, of green paint, different, uh, different shades of green paint. You're going to take your thumb, and you're going to dip it in one of those, one of those dots. There's enough for everybody, so nobody has to double dip. And you're going, to take that, you're going to take that paint and you're going to go make your mark on this tree. Now, here's the cool thing about this. is This is going to be a continued memorial and reminder that's going to not only remind us of this moment, but it's going to continue to grow in the months and years to come because we're going to, after today, we're going to put this up in the commons. And in the months and years that, that follow, all, anybody else... Anybody else, whether it's through a membership class, whether it's through uh, a, a small group opportunity, whether it's through a serving, but they make an individual decision, yes, I want to be a part of the body of Christ here at North Haven Church. I want to lend, I want to give the gifts and abilities and calling that God's given me. And I want to use that collectively with others so that Christ is revealed in this community and the world, they're also going to, in the months and years to come, have the opportunity to put their mark on this as well. And we're going to continue to see this bloom and blossom over the months and years. Isn't that cool? So you're going to come up and you're going to put that mark on that tree. Now, for those of you who are watching via the live stream, you may wonder, okay, well, how does this work for me? We got that figured out. So Pastor Don's going to be up here, and he's got the live stream on his iPad. And all you have to do is if you want to make your mark on this tree here this morning, go ahead and write your name in the comment section. Type your name in the comment section, and that's going to tell us to put a thumbprint. Pastor Don's going to do that on your behalf so that your mark is on here as well. And we're going to do that for a little while as the worship team uh, leads us in worship, and then, and then I'll come up and we'll close the service. But I invite you to do that here in just a moment as, after I pray. Father, thank you for revealing yourself to us, uh, for those that have chosen to believe in your Son, Jesus Christ, who, who have intentionally and actively received the free gift of grace that's given to us. We thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for the life that we have because of him. 
And I pray, Father, that in the days and weeks and months and years that come, Lord, that we would be intent on one, recognizing that we are all uniquely and individually gifted and called with a purpose, but then collectively, as the body of Christ, as, as the church, that we can do astoundingly amazing things for your glory. And that we would desire to actively be a part of that. Lord, I pray that you would bless this time, this divine moment. I pray this in your name. Amen.
also Christians, those who have decided to follow Jesus Christ, believers, Christians, are people who do something. To be a Christian means much more than just waking up on a Sunday morning, coming to church and having a donut or a cup of coffee. I don't want you to feel bad if that was you because it was me. Worshiping, singing some songs, hearing a message, and then going home and just going on with your week. Christians, being a Christian means much more than that. You see, God has given us everything, and he then asks for everything in return. He asks for all of us, for all of us as individuals and then all of us as a church. And he's equipped us for this. Because God has already equipped each and every single one of you. You are all uniquely gifted and purposed for the work of God, for the benefit of those that need to be saved. Not one person in this church has everything that this place needs. That's why, that's why Paul talks relentlessly about the body of Christ, how we are all necessary. As long as Jesus is the foundation, he's laid the foundation, he is the support, he is the structure, he is the strength, and then we are the leaves of the tree. We are the evidence of Jesus Christ to the world. And so we live our lives as such, as individuals, but then we also need to do that collectively as a church. And you see, all of us come from different backgrounds. We talked about this last week. We all have different trials and tribulations and experiences and hang-ups and setbacks. Each one of us is unique. But just like this tree, we are held together by Jesus Christ. And this church is so richly gifted with equipped people. And here's the deal. Some of you, some of you are called specifically, specifically to Stephen Ministry. Now, if you think that this whole series has been a Stephen Ministry commercial, I want to encourage you that that's not been the case. Stephen Ministry is a vital and important part of our church moving forward. And the biggest reason for this is because probably more than any other time, in our history, as a nation, as a state, as a city, as an area, as a community, more than any other time, there are people in desperate need right now. They are in desperate need for encouragement, support, counsel, just someone to walk with them, to listen to them, to be there with them. Because so many these days, especially these days, are prone to believe they are alone. And they're not. They shouldn't be. And we have this opportunity as a church. We have this privilege. If we aren't telling the community, if we're not making it abundantly clear of all the people that surround us, that there is a haven for hope, that there's a haven for healing, and that it can be found here, and more importantly, it can be found in the people that are here. We're going to turn this community around in a way that this place has never seen. Would this community miss us if we weren't here? Two to three years, I have a vision. I have a vision that 
that we would we would be known community-wide that we would be known as a place that somebody goes when they need help what we are known as a place that somebody goes to when they need healing that we are known as a place that somebody goes to when they need hope and Stephen ministry is going to help lead the way in this so God's been tugging on your heart. I gave you a challenge, if you remember, four weeks ago to be praying about whether this is a place for you. And especially for you dudes, for you guys. Because I get it, right? I get it. We got to be tough, right? We got to be the guys. But God's calling, calling some of you men, too, for those of you here in the room and those of you who are watching. Because, as you know, guys aren't, we're not quickly admitting that we struggle but there are a lot of guys in this community that are in desperate need there are a lot of guys in this church that need someone to walk with them and so god's been talking on your heart i don't want to let any of that macho stuff get in the way i said want you to ask that question god are you calling me and then have the courage to respond but it's not just Stephen Ministry. There are so many facets of this church that are important to help us continue to move forward so that we grow, but more importantly, so that our community knows Jesus Christ. And we do that, we do that by making the evidence so abundantly clear. So let's bloom. Let's bloom. Let's pray. Father, thank you. May you continue to lead us, and may, may we never cease to follow. We pray in your name. Amen.